Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldea. And as always, um, thank you for joining us. It's always fun. Uh, I know that's not probably the adjective you were looking to snatch out of the ether, but for me it's fun. I enjoy doing these hour-long rants, talks, uh, introspective analyses, uh, and this is why I keep doing it. Uh, because as has become uh, popular among the listening audience, uh, I'm not trying to sell you peanuts. So um, there is uh, no gain uh, for me monetarily or otherwise in doing what I do except for obedience, and that is enough for me. So thank you for joining us. As has become customary, I have a tendency of letting you know Uh, When we are recording the program uh, in advance of the live airing, uh, we are recording it today. It's actually a day early because I've got a full schedule tomorrow. So we are recording this program on February the 24th, the year of our Lord 2021. Uh, I I usually let you know the date uh, for posterity's sake because uh, you can go back and listen and go, hey, he kind of nailed that one too. So, you know, it's fun it's fun to have a date on things. That that way um you know that it wasn't, you know, toyed with, it wasn't um changed by any means. Uh and it's largely the reason uh I I like the the how do I put it? I don't want there to be ambiguity and I don't want there to be any well, maybe, uh, you know, he post-dated it. No, this is why none of our YouTube clips have titles. It's just the date that they were supposed to air. I let you know when we're recording it because um, I, I, I think you deserve it. That way, uh, nobody can uh, point the finger at yours truly and go, well, you know, I don't think that you said that. Well, yeah, I did. This is the date. Go listen to the program. I said it. So, um, as usual, or as per usual, there is uh, quite a bit going on uh, in, in this world of ours. Uh, I if, if this keeps up at the pace that it's going, uh, there, there won't be a republic to try to salvage in two years or four years. So there's that. Uh, but we're going to get into a few things. Uh, there are a few things that I was hoping to discuss with you. Uh, but the first thing out of the gate uh, that I need to talk about is the devil. I know. You wouldn't think it, would you? Came out of left field. Well, here we are. We're going to talk about the devil just a, just a smidge, just a wee bit, because... Apparently, there are people out there who think the devil needs to complicate the way he goes about attempting to deceive. Uh, They think the devil needs to complicate 
the manner in which he tries to separate individuals from the truth. Uh, and uh, the reality of it is he doesn't. The devil's not trying to take 16 pages of information and make it into a 300-page book, if you know what I mean. He, he doesn't need to complicate the means by which he attempts to attack, the means by which he attempts to deceive, because it's been working. It's working for the devil. The devil is successful at what he does. And, well, you'd have to be a fool to change the way you do things if you're successful at doing it. Another thing that we have to acknowledge and realize about the devil is that whenever you are confronting the devil, whenever you feel as though the enemy is attacking you, it doesn't come across as a spy thriller. I'm sorry. When Satan went to Jesus and said, hey, it is written, if you jump, angels will catch you, he didn't say, I have kidnapped your mother. If you do not jump from this high precipice, I do not promise that your mother will survive. It, sorry, we, we, have, we have this mindset uh, uh, of the enemy trying to use, you know, uh, just secondary and, and tertiary storylines to try to make it mo all the more exciting. He's not interested in excitement. He's not interested in a good story. He's not interested in uh, making uh, for an exciting retelling of whatever he does to individuals. The only thing the enemy is interested in is to separate you from truth. The only thing the enemy is interested in is to get you so distracted on other things that you are neglectful of the primary thing. I think that's the best way I can put it. Uh, because apparently I've uh, uh, angered not only Beth Moore fans, but also alien ab abductees. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's, it's getting fun. Because uh, apparently people have missed my point altogether last week. But you know what? Me being me and knowing that I'm right, we're going to double down on that one. We're going to get into it just a smidge. But first, a sip of my delic delicious beverage. Uh, because, no, I'm not, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to, well, all right, let's, let's agree to disagree. Because, again, question, honest question. Please have an honest answer. Don't don't try to bloviate. Don't try. Well, just honest question, honest answer. How many things have gotten through unchecked? How many things have been allowed to take root within the church? How many issues have there arisen within the household of faith? while we were stargazing and looking for aliens. Let's start there. Because uh, a friend of mine said, hey, you should go look at your YouTube comments. Apparently you're, you're uh, ruffling some feathers. So I did. We're going to get into it. 
because uh, I, 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 I think there's a willful misunderstanding of where I'm coming from. But the way I'm seeing this play out, I, I know you've seen the YouTube clips where somebody's staring at their cell phone and they walk into a building or they walk into a, a glass door. They just, just smack their head without a second's worth of pause because they were so distracted by their phone, they're looking down and just wham, they just walk right into it. And that's how some believers are acting today. They're so distracted by one thing that they don't see the danger from all of the other things. Does that make sense? It does. I think I, I, I put it as nicely as I can. So when we're distracted, when we're focused, when we're single-minded about one issue and a tertiary issue at that, and we forfeit and forsake everything else for the sake of that one thing, then we are myopic in the way that we're seeing the current climate, the current reality. And while we're focused on that one thing, everything else just trods on through without being confronted, without being checked, without, without there being any opposition. Because, hey, we've got transgender pastors and it's becoming a crime to say that homosexuality is sin. And we're not even talking about adultery. If you catch a pastor in adultery, well, hey, at least it wasn't with an underage boy. But we're still looking for the aliens, aren't we? Because that's what matters. So I know uh, right now there's just there's, there's, there's people that are so angry they're never going to listen again. That's fine. Again, if I was looking to build an audience, if I was looking to build a business, to build a machine that would, you know, bring in the dollar dollar bills, uh, I'd, I'd be talking about wholly different things. I'd, I'd be a, a, a more intelligent and eloquent version of Joel Osteen. So if I'm here, if I'm taking the time, if I'm spending the next 50 minutes with you, I'm going to be telling you the truth. And the truth of it is, we've allowed a lot of things to skate. We've allowed a lot of things to go unchecked within the household of faith because we've been single-mindedly focused on tertiary things. You know, by, by the time uh, everything comes to fulfillment, not, not from what people have prophesied, not from what people have dreamt, not from what people have said, but from what the Bible says. By the time everything is fulfilled from what the Word of God says, you may be praying for aliens just as in respite. So again, it's not like I'm picking on the alien people, but it's one of those things that is, is gaining traction, and we're starting to see that more and more believers are getting focused on that thing rather than on the Jesus thing, and that's my issue with the whole thing. But we're going to 
Ah, let's do this first, because it was fun. It made me smile. Uh, it was a comment left on last week's um, do, 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 YouTube clip, and it was from uh, somebody, the Mandolinist789. And I know it's not the Mandolinist, but I just made you scream at your screen. It's the Mandalorian789. Uh, Sorry, but many Christian channels do the same thing you do. Yeah, but I'm better at it. Talking about current events from a Christian perspective and how it fits in the end times. Eh, that's not all I do, but fine. I'll give you that one. The end goal, goal of all this is to warn listeners. Christ is coming back. Agreed. Get off your high horse mic. Sorry, don't ride horses. I chafe. Uh, the issue of alien demonic phenomenon needs to be addressed. That you are behind the times does not make any difference. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading verbatim. It's difference, by the way, but that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler for the English uh, language and vernacular thereof. Uh, and then the next word is dislike. So uh, that, wow, that ruined my entire week. I was disliked by the Mandalorian 789. I couldn't sleep. I tossed and turned. But but this is this is what I've noticed lately is that if you strike a nerve, uh, the immediate demand is that you stop saying what you're saying. You have the option to stop listening because uh, daddy ain't going to change his tune. Why? Because I know I'm right. I'm sorry, demonic activity is demonic activity, whatever form that takes. If you are a true believer, you will know that it's the enemy. You will rebuke the enemy, and the enemy will flee. But I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of alien abductions and people probing rectums and all this other stuff. I'm sorry. No. It's such a minute, infinitesimal number compared to, I don't know, the divorce rate in the church, compared to, I don't know, kids committing suicide in Christian families, compared to, I don't know, porn addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction. Need we go on? But yes, the aliens, that's what matters. So stop. I didn't say you shouldn't discuss it. I said prioritize it in the order in which it needs to be prioritized. So, mandolinist, I'm sorry you disliked. But you know what? Didn't lose an ounce of sleep. Uh, wouldn't have even known about it if I hadn't gotten an e email from a friend. Uh, but that's, that's where we are right now. Everybody in, in, in quote-unquote, the Christian community, because some of it is highly questionable as to whether or not it is Christian. Let me just start there. Again, allow me another sip. You know, I'm thirsty. Everybody's got their niche. Everybody's got the, their, their, the thing that they focus on the most. And I understand it, but when your niche is so infinitesimal, comparatively speaking, to everyone else, and, and, and you demand of everyone that that should be the focus, rather than Christ, salvation, repentance, obedience, sanctification, then yes, I'm sorry, you're wrong. I know, it's hard to admit. 
It's hard to acknowledge. It's hard to be confronted with, with the fact that we can be wrong sometimes, but here we are. You are wrong. I'm sorry. That's the reality of it. So, no, I'm not going to spend hours on end talking about alien abductions because some people who claim alien abduction are either mentally ill or they're just looking for a little attention. I'm not saying there isn't demonic attack or activity, but you know what? It's far more likely for your demonic attack to come by way of a little, you know, uh, a prissy thing in a red dress and lipstick than it is aliens trying to probe your rectum. So again, priorities. Because while you're looking out for aliens, the devil's laying out his snares. And once you fall into the snare, you will realize, oh my, maybe I should have been looking around. Maybe I should have had some situational awareness. Maybe I should have been less focused on the one thing and, and, and looked at the whole and, and realized the enemy's plans in the coming future. So that's where we are. Now, in case you didn't know it, uh, if you white, you ain't right. Uh, that's coming from Coca-Cola, the beverage company, uh, because it's, the entire world has become a farce. It's become a mockery. It's become so delusional that we run to Bill Gates for medical advice, and Coca-Cola is spearheading the push to, uh, well, encourage you, uh, being of uh, less than optimal melanin, uh, to be less so, to be less white. Because, again, if you white, you ain't right. How did we get here? Uh, normal people didn't say nothing. Normal people ignored it. They thought, it's a handful of crazies. How bad can it get with a handful of crazies? Well, here you go. Coca-Cola. The leading source of diabetes in this country uh, urged its employees to be less white as part of the company's diversity training. But the material was yanked offline following a viral whistleblower post. The Confronting Racism course in question was offered by LinkedIn Education and allegedly utilized by the soft drink titan. Uh, so if you white, you should probably stop drinking Coca-Cola because eventually, if this nonsense is allowed to go on, and it's already happening, uh, there's, there, there's something called diversity hires. So it's not whether you're qualified for the job. There's, there's no more meritocracy to be had in some of these multinational corporations. It's about ticking off a box. Are you a peg-legged transgender with a lazy eye? Well, then come on in. You're hired. Do you know how to write your own name? No, you don't. Because you were busy trying to get, you know, parts removed and added like you were a Mr. Potato Head rather than learning to read and write. But that's okay. A multinational will give you a six-figure salary. Now, we've already seen that negative traits, 
as far as they're concerned, are also um, something they look at when hiring. Uh, right now in England, there are some that if you don't get the vaccine, you don't get the job. Uh, how long before if you are a Christian, uh, you don't get hired even though you're overqualified because uh, your beliefs are not in line with the aforementioned uh, peg-legged transgender with a lazy eye. Uh, it's going to get scary for a lot of people, especially those people dependent on their livelihood, dependent on their income uh, from from other sources, from, from big corporations. Because unless there's some serious pushback, this nonsense will continue to exacerbate. Look, I, I, I know a lot of people were, were, were thinking the Supreme Court was going to take up the challenge and, you know, again, unicorns and white horses. What is it, March 26th? We're close. That, that, that's when Donald Trump's supposed to make his triumphant return to the White House. Well, guess what, kiddies? The Supreme Court said, nay, nay, we're not willing to, to deal with this dumpster fire of an issue. And if they're not willing to deal with this dumpster fire of an issue, then uh, Uncle Mikey's prognostication about no Republican ever holding uh, national office again is about to come true. Just you wait and see. They are attempting to normalize and codify what took place in 2020. Um, if anybody thinks that the whole thing was on the up and up and, uh, what was it, 80 million people came out to, to, to vote for the man with the full adult diaper, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe, maybe you can get, you know, abducted by aliens or something. Uh, but it's only going to get worse. Not because I say it, but because the Bible forewarns of the times that we're living in. The Bible forewarns of the things that we will see with our own eyes. Uh, but let's, let's continue with this. Cause, okay. Look, I've lived in every kind of neighborhood. If you went to see the kind of neighborhood I grew up in in Southern California, you'll realize that uh, I, I didn't have it good, as the kids like to say. Uh, on my first day of high school at Fullerton Union High, go Indians. I don't even know if that's their name anymore because Indians racist now. I don't know. So, so's, uh, uh, well, everything's racist now. And the thing that they're not understanding is that if everything is racist, then uh, nothing's racist. Because I grew up in a very sketchy part of Fullerton, California. The first day of high school, on my first day, ninth grade, wearing my polyester pressed slacks, pinstriped, with a button-down shirt that my grandma made me tuck in because gentlemen wear them tucked. Uh, a kid got shot in the back of the head in the high school parking lot. So, uh, and he died, of course, because he got shot in the back of the head. 
Uh, and that was my first day of high school. Uh, homicides were a regular thing. Uh, saw a kid that was, what, 18 or 19, hang himself in the tree in front of our apartment building uh, when I was nine. That was fun. So when I tell you I grew up in a rough neighborhood, I grew up uh, in uh, a stew-like environment of every single downtrodden ethnicity that you can think of. There were Asians, and there were blacks, and there were a lot of Mexicans. There were a couple of Puerto Ricans. There was a Cuban that I don't know how he made his way to California from Florida. Why don't you just stay in Florida? It's closer. But there was a Cuban, a bunch of Romanians, uh, Russians, Polacks. And you know what? In the 14 years or so that I lived at the Audubon, no, it wasn't the Audubon. It was, it was the Malden Villas. It was the Malden Villas. The Audubon was later on. Yes, the Malden Villas, believe me, there was nothing villa-esque about these, this place. It was just, just a box with, with cardboard rooms. It was horrible. Uh, I, even though there was a smorgasbord of all kinds of ethnicities, I never saw outright racism. You see, racism right now is the straw man. Uh, you have uh, that, that hinky chick from Wyoming, what is it, uh, the former vice president's daughter, saying, well, we, we have to make it clear that we're not, we're not white supremacists. Shut up. Can you, please? Racism in this country is almost as minute an issue as alien abduction. There are very few true racists in this country. And when I say very few, I, you know what? You'd have a hard time filling a high school auditorium with all the racists in America. Because most people realize that the color of your skin is irrelevant. As one Martin Luther King said, because, you know, we're coming up on the end of Black History Month. Uh, said it, it's, it's the content of your character, not the color of your skin, that, that, that should define you. But we're, there's, we can't have this conversation anymore. Because any time you point out just how few racists there really are in America, well, they'll call you a racist. And this entire thing of microaggressions, come on, seriously, microaggression? This is, this, is, this is how we've gotten to this place. They realize, oh, there, there, there aren't enough racists to, to raise a stink. Uh, let's invent microaggressions. Let's, let's invent white fragility. And now you have Coca-Cola going, uh, can, can you be less white, please? How, how do you go about being less white? It's a good question, isn't it? You see, because if you take that standard and you found out that Coca-Cola got all of its black employees together and said, can you be less black, please? Do you realize that, that Coca-Cola plants would be on fire right now? People would be protesting endlessly. They'd, I, they'd, they'd be pouring their Coca-Cola down the drain. So in order to realize just, just, just how insane this is, in order to realize just how bad it is 
Do that. Imagine if Coca-Cola had come along and said to its black employees, Hey, can you be a little less black? Exactly. So uh, this, is, this, is, this is the indoctrination, and it's not happening just in Coca-Cola. They're, right now, government employees are supposed to take these, these, these classes, I guess, these uh, be aware of your own racism class. I'm sorry, I'm not racist. How can I be aware of something that I, I don't project? Well, everyone's a little racist. No, but I'm situationally aware. If I'm walking around at 10 o'clock at night and somebody that looks quote-unquote thuggish is running up on me, I don't check to see what color they are. I, I look at their demeanor. I look at their body language. I look at whether or not they're projecting aggression. It doesn't matter if it's a ginger, if it's a redhead trying to walk all tough and, and, and projecting, you know, animalistic behavior, say, or violence. I'm going to react the same manner as if, it's, as if it's a Mexican or a black kid. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I've been around long enough and I've seen enough things to know that anyone regardless of skin color, can do violence when they deem you to be prey. So let's leave it at that. But let's continue to see what Coca-Cola is encouraging its employees to do. It, right now, it's being taught in elementary schools, kids. Just, just so you know, this is where we're headed. This is where we are. We're not even headed there. This is where we are. In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they're inherently superior because they are white. Where is this happening? Sorry. Where? Where? I, I want to see proof. I want to see come out with a video, somebody in a classroom or somebody somewhere. Hey, you know what? You're inherently superior just because you're white. Now, I will say this. Americans feel as though they are inherently superior because they're American. I've seen that happen from time to time. People going to places like Greece and like Spain and like Italy, uh, nations with, with just an amalgam of history that makes you bow your head in shame for the fact that you can only make this country work for 250 years. And they go there with, 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 with their cargo shorts and their pasty skin. And just because they happen to be American, they consider themselves superior to everyone else. Looking their noses down on people, where's the McDonald's? And why, why, why don't you try a frittata? You're in Spain. Why, why don't you try some linguine? You're in Italy. Why don't you try some tzatziki? You're in Greece. No, no. Where, where's the McDonald's? But hey, you have those people that think they're superior just because they're American. It's not a white issue or a black issue. 
It's oh, America. What, what, what's with all this, this brick? It, well, it's it's the Colosseum, sir. It was built during the Roman times. This is where gladiators fought and died. It's still standing 2,000-odd years later. It's kind of cool. Oh, just a bunch of rocks. Hey, come here, sweetie. Take a picture. I'm going to act like I'm a gladiator. Urgh. And not all Americans do this. Some people come and they respect history. Some people come and they respect the fact that there are places in the world that are three, 4,000 years old that are still standing. You go to the Acropolis in Greece and, and, and you're awestruck by the fact that even after all the wars and even after all the fires and even after everything else, there's still stone upon stone standing there and you can just feel the heaviness of the history of the place. I, I traveled a lot as I was growing up because I wanted to immerse myself. Every country I went to, first thing you do, ask a cab driver, where do you eat? And go eat there. Because it's going to be good, it's going to be fresh, and it's going to be cheap. But hey, you know, there's always the McDonald's. So, it's not Western nations. There are a handful of nations that do feel superior or feel that they are inherently superior. Uh, uh, the Americans being primary, the first. Now, you also have French people who really have no reason to feel as though they're superior, but they do. Because, you know, we invented a croissant. So what? We put ham and cheese in it and made it the croissant We upped the game. And then what we did is we dipped it in sugar and made it a croissant donut. I'm glad that you French people with your armpit hair invented the croissant. But we made it better. Still, even though we made it better, no reason to feel superior. Because when you stand before God, he's not going to look at your skin color. He's not going to look to check off a box. Only thing that will matter is saved and unsaved. But as long as they can keep people at each other's throat, as long as they can keep people divided, as long as they can have some wedge issue, that will make you look at your neighbor with suspicion, then perhaps you won't notice the dumpster fire that politics and government has become. Have you heard New York? I was talking about this with with, uh, Gino's wife earlier. Cuomo should go to prison. Nobody's going to prison. Understand this. The level of criminality that has been taken place in these United States is, is akin to the Banana Republic. All the crimes that took place during Barack Obama's administration, all the things that they did with, with basically spying on an incoming administration, nobody went to jail for that. There was, there, there was one guy that was a lawyer that actually changed the verbiage in a legal document saying that somebody was not working for the CIA when they were, that got what? A misdemeanor charge in home confinement for three days? They got their dessert taken away? What? 
So the problem with people getting away with sometimes literal murder is that once they get away with it, without having to answer for their criminality, once they get away with it, without having to answer for their crimes, uh, they will feel as though they can repeat it ad nauseum, over and over and over again. Because, hey, we got away with it the first time. Ah, it's, Look, I can't, I can't be hopeful about the future, especially the future of this country. All I can do is grow stronger in my faith. All I can do is grow stronger in my understanding of the times that we're living in and prepare myself spiritually for them. That's it. Let's get back to, to Coca-Cola. Be less white, y'all. Because if you white, you ain't right. Again, just imagine if they told their black employees, be less black. That's all you have to do. Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Or at least it ought to be. There must be this 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 equanimity across the board where everyone is treated equally and right now they're trying to do everything they can for there not to be equal treatment of people another slide suggests try to be less white with tips including be less oppressive listen believe and break with white solidarity this this these are workshops mandated by multinational corporations for their employees. Break with white solidarity. I don't even know what that means. These people have invented a boogeyman from whole cloth. They have literally invented a boogeyman from whole cloth. It is scary because there are people with billions of dollars and lots of power buying into it. Lock, stock, and barrel. The Confronting Racism course in question was offered by LinkedIn Education. So if you don't know what LinkedIn it's where business connects to businesses, people that have degrees that end with a B.O. or B.O.O. or bachelors of science and industry. They, they put their uh, curriculum vitae on LinkedIn to brag to other dumb people with diplomas of how many diplomas they got. Anyway. Borisenko, who describes herself as a supporter of banning critical race theory, said the screenshots were sent to her from an internal whistleblower from Coca-Cola. This is happening, and again, it, it's happening under the cover of, shh, don't tell anybody, but there's employees going, this, is, this isn't right. What, what, 
I, 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 I get the same pay as the black guy and the Mexican guy. I'm not superior. I don't think myself superior. What do you mean break with white solidarity and be less white? But stop listening to Vanilla Ice? Explain it to me. Please. Well, if you're if you're a fan of Newton, then then you're white supremacist. Stop listening to Newton. Don't be a white supremacist. Again, I keep coming back to this because it's it's sad and hilarious at the same time. Imagine the absolute storm it would have created if they would have said to their black employees try to be less black so this is where we are and I keep telling you this over and over and over again eventually they will set their target on the church it will come around to that. It is undeniable. There is nothing that will make me believe that the church will not be in their crosshairs sooner or later. I guarantee you, at some point, they will attempt to meld together the non-existent white supremacy with the church culture, with Christianity. And then, you know, if you're a Christian, you're automatically a white supremacist. Even though you happen to be black, doesn't matter. Look, my, my only question, my only hope is... My, my only question is, will enough people wake up in time? Will enough people wake up in time to make a difference, in time to stop the absolute flow of nonsense that is now being codified? You have... Just listen to this. Ah. You have a nominee for the head position at the DOI saying that Washington, D.C. is on Indian land, so it shouldn't even be here. Uh, if, If you look at the list, of the people being nominated for positions of power and influence in this administration, you will begin to understand where we're headed. And if you think it's a good place, mm, uh, allow me to disagree. Now, Gino said he did have a couple of questions, and being one that is very uh, thoughtful... I know not all of you think so, especially Beth Moore fans. By the way, remember, say thank you to Beth. 
We are living in a dystopian hellscape, or will be shortly. Thank you, Beth Moore. I know, Dr. Jill's hair was so flowy, and Lady Gaga's dress was just impeccable. Thank you. Beth Moore, thank you. Gino, if you've got questions, go ahead. I'm about to run out of coffee, and once I do, I'm going right. to get another cup. I Hit got me. you. Well, first of all, I did want to say there's a scripture that very much backs up what you're saying about these, you know, uh, aliens, etc. It says Second Timothy four four, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall be turned away, their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. And I think that says it very well about what you're addressing. And then the question is, Mike, um, uh, Gal wants to ask about she says she has a five-year-old daughter two grandchildren ages two and six months i'm curious how michael are you preparing your children for the beast system that is coming how is the lord preparing your heart what is god telling you to do in regards to keeping uh in his peace and safety um that's the first part of the question i'll i'll get to the second part after this part Oh, uh, look, I, I, I'm not I'm not one of those people that projects an air of spiritual superiority. Uh, I worry of nothing. I, I, I'm not one of those people. Look, I have kids. I love my kids. They're my life. I'd give my life for my kids at any moment. But I also have to realize and acknowledge that I'm limited in what I can do to protect them. I'm limited in what I can do to provide for them. I'm limited in what I can do uh, to keep them safe. That's just the reality of it. Now, it doesn't mean I don't do my best. It doesn't mean I don't do everything I can. But the first thing, and I know it's hard, is to acknowledge our own limitations. And then uh, after we've acknowledged our own limitations... Go to the word for encouragement. And, and to me, Matthew 6. Uh, delve into that a little bit and realize that um, God, God always begins where we end. I, I, worrying about the beast system uh, is, is, is futile. We know it's coming. We know what it'll look like. All right, what can I do? To, to mitigate the pain of that for as long as I can. That's the only question that is of any import. And once you've done all you can, then let God be God. Uh, what, Matthew six twenty five. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the, bat, of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Now, Jesus was saying these words. So, again, I, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always going to be one of those people that puts more weight into the words of Jesus than anyone else. And here we have Jesus saying, do not worry. Why? Because your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He's not unaware of your needs. He's not unaware of your shortcomings. He's not unaware of your limitations, is a better word. So what do we do? That's the question. Well, we get our answer. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. And this is... This is another thing that I, 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 I've been dealing with with people for the longest time, is when God forewarns of something that is impending, when God forewarns of something that is coming, when God forewarns of some future event, it's, it's not for you to worry about it until it happens. It's not for you to get stomach ulcers being fearful. It's for you to know and realize that if God foresaw it, then he also foresaw your safety in the midst of it. Why? Well, your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Your Father knows that you need protection. Your Father knows that you need food. Your Father knows that you need clothing. Your Father knows that you need clean water. And so if he foresaw and through his servants, foretold the things which would come upon the earth. It goes without saying that he foresaw your safety in the midst of it. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, I teach my children the way they should go, but I let them be children. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to start pounding the end of the world into their, you know, malleable brains at six and three. That time will come at some point, but for now, they're enjoying their innocence. They're enjoying putting Legos together and drawing ponies and uh, dressing up in frilly skirts. Uh, so, that's the answer to that. Next, Gino. Okay. Uh, 
a lady, uh, Dawn, remembers the dream your grandfather had about the bear, uh, Russia. How will Russia come back to power? And how will Russia, when it comes back to not only power, but how will, do you believe Russia will be at a point of wanting to attack America? Uh, projecting weakness is a good start. And we're there. Uh, look, you have to realize that Vladimir Putin uh, is not one to sit by the sidelines and watch the Chinese take over the world. He wants a piece of the pie. Right now, to both the Russians, the Chinese, to a certain extent, the Iranians, uh, this current administration is, is nothing short of a fantasy. It's nothing short of a wet dream. Because it's already projecting weakness. It's already saying that, well, you know, we're, we're going to try to you know, get back into Iran's good graces. Why? They just, what was it, $7 billion or some ridiculous number of money that they just unfroze? Uh, what do you think the Iranians are going to do with that money? The Russians aren't going to be bystanders because they realize that a wounded enemy, a weak, weak enemy, is an enemy that will be easier to conquer. It's an enemy that will be easier to overwhelm. The Russians don't need to get stronger. It's America that needs to get weaker. So the Russians aren't looking to be strengthened. They're looking to hold. That's all the Russians are doing, just hold. Have the military that they have, have the bombs that they have, have the aircraft that they have, because America is doing a great job at destroying itself from within. And that's, that's the one thing that few people are, are seizing upon. That's the one thing that few people are realizing is that the Russians don't need to grow. They just need to be patient enough for America to decline. And with everything that I'm seeing as far as policy is concerned... Uh, the decline will be fast and furious, to, to borrow from uh, the Obama administration's failed attempt to uh, run guns uh, to Mexican cartels. But hey, who went to prison for that? American citizens were murdered by guns that the Obama administration sent to cartels in Mexico hoping to push through some sort of gun control legislation, and not a one, not one individual spent one day behind bars for that. So uh, anyone that's hoping for swift justice, I, I, you know what? May it be so. But I'm highly skeptical. Any more questions, Gino? Yes, Mike. Uh, you mentioned the, the southern border, of course, is not secure anymore. And uh, will there be another 911? And what will precipitate that in your, in your viewpoint? Well, they're already catching Iranians at the border. Uh, I don't know if they're being released into the U.S., because apparently everyone else is. Uh, but look, there, there will inevitably be terrorist attacks on American soil in the near future because, again, when you project weakness, it invites aggression. It is one of those absolute rules, unwritten as it might be, in the world 
that when you project weakness, you invite aggression. So it's something that I'm looking for. I don't know if it's going to be on, on a 9-11 magnitude, but uh, there, there's already so many people in this country that can carry out the low key. Look, right now, France, Italy, Germany, they're, they're, their citizens are in a constant state of terror because they don't know when some guy yelling Allahu Akbar will start stabbing at people in a grocery store. I know it's not as, you know, uh, bombastic as the towers falling, but terror is terror. As long as you can terrorize a nation with, you know, running people over with trucks and stabbing them just for no reason whatsoever, uh, they'll take it. Again, terrorists are a lot like the devil. They don't need to overly complicate things. They just need to make sure that whatever they're doing is effective and it works. And believe me, when when you start hearing about just random stabbings in malls, just people getting gutted for no reason, that's enough to cause terror. Given that most people, I, I see people driving around with masks on in their cars. Sorry, we're a nation of scared sheep. Imagine if we add this into the mix, that going outside may get you stabbed by some bearded fellow yelling, Allahu Akbar! Nobody's ever going to go outside again. And that's the way they want it. Anyway, we're coming up on the hour. I'm done with my coffee. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being present. Uh, I know, I'm going to get flack for this program, as, as usual. That's okay, I'm a big boy. I don't lose any sleep. So God bless you. Thank you. Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Well, I just want to say Mike and I went on the road for over 18 years, and he preached Christ at all the meetings. He preached the message of warning, the watchman would do. And he preached salvation, and he preached that we have in the Lord. Even knowing his grandfather's message, from city to city, we saw many people repent and give their heart to Christ. We saw many people get saved. We saw many people repent on many levels. And it shows you the critical importance of preaching the gospel, the good news. Mike did share warnings at many places, and he did share many times about his grandfather's message, but the essence of what he preached was getting our life right with the Lord. How much more in 2021 with everything going on, do we need Jesus to be our savior and comfort, our strength, our deliverer? There's no greater message of hope than the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we put our trust in the Lord. He said, trust in him with what? All our hearts. Don't lean on our own understanding, you know, and he wants to direct and guide our path. So that's why it's critical that we don't get caught up in fables and get caught up in untruths. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that is the good news for today. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. 
you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.